0: Here is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. And it lift the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial. Trapped, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life stuff. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, over there, over there. Send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Uh, put it up to a 11. Money. Exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey bootsandwhiskeypodcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you. Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. You all want to drink whiskey? (laughs) I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are going to walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, as you can see who my guest is today by the title of the episode, we have Mr. Tyler Boone on the show. I am so excited to have Tyler on the show. We've been going back and forth, him and I, for, God, it feels like months and months and months and months and months, and months to get him on this show. Now, I wouldn't consider Tyler country music. I would i would give him more of an americana label blues you know that sort of thing um i love i love his stuff a lot of people love his stuff and i think based on the other stuff he does and the style of music he plays i thought he was a good fit for this show he also is the proprietor um and owner of boone's bourbon and now boone's beer Um, You can get those, you know, in a lot of places. Check it out. Check out their website for other information. Um, We've recently been able to get it here from what I can see from a few places, which I'm super excited about. Um, I used to give Tyler a bunch of shit, (laughs) to be honest, about sending me a bottle to review, you know, because I've had so many people send me bottles that are just like, here, thank you so much, you know, give it a shout, give it a try, and then, and you're going to hear it in the episode about what really goes on, you know, with these independent, you know, distilleries or these independent labels, bourbon labels and stuff. And, you know, he'll, he'll get into it, but I don't want to say too much. So you, so you get to that point, but now I kind of feel bad to an extent. Um, so I'm not going to give him shit about it anymore. I don't think, um, I still might, (laughs) but who knows? Um, probably not, because Tyler was gracious enough to to um, sit down and chat with me. So I appreciate that so much. Um, there was a lot we covered in this episode, and there's just so much that I just want you to get into. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. As always, thank you to our friends, Afterglow Boutique, Marissa, thank you so much, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Beats Beer Bonfires, Matthew Island Photography, Whiskey Discs, everybody that has made this show a possibility. Thank you all so much. Um, Like last week, you'll hear commercials. Um, I think we're going to break them up a little bit this week. And, you know, really, without further ado, Mr. Tyler Boone. Hey, friends. So like I keep telling and pushing, you know, my friend Marissa owns the Afterglow Boutique right here in my hometown of Blackstone, Massachusetts. She has a shop. It's at 43 Main Street in Blackstone. Um, Her store hours can be found on her website if you're local. Go in there, support Marissa. She's the absolute catalyst to a lot of things. You know, her and I have been friends for forever. You know, we go way, way back. Um, You can find her stuff at the afterglowboutique.com. That's the afterglowboutique.com. If you go online and purchase anything, she is offering a 20% uh, 20 off discount to the Boots & Whiskey podcast um, listeners. Promo code is Boots, B-O-O-T-S. Put that in at checkout 20% 20% off your entire order as long as you're a friend of this show. Go check her out again, 43 Main Street, right here in Blackstone. Go see Marissa. Tell her Jim at the Boots and Whiskey Podcast sent you. You'll love her stuff. Great for moms, dads, girlfriends, sisters, whatever. Go check it out. You'll love it. I love it. I love her. Marissa, thank you so much. Go check out the Afterglow Boutique again. The Twenty percent off at checkout using the promo code Boots. Hey Tyler. Hey there. What's going on? How are you? Good man. Good. It's
2: uh. Good. It's five thirty here. It's eight thirty for you, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's almost bedtime for me here on the on the East Coast. Yeah. Where, where are you at on the East Coast? Um, we're, so I'm about 25 minutes north of Providence, Rhode Island and about an hour ish south of Boston.
2: Oh, cool. Nice, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's home. It will probably always be home with my luck, but you know, it is what it is. Cool. Well, yeah. Dude, uh,
2: yeah, man. If you want to get it going, I'll, I'll just keep asking you questions. <laughs>
1: yeah. oh, oh, so, so you're going to interview me on this? This is how I'm going to do that? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, well like i told you this is all about you so i want i want you to tell me your story how you got started in all this and talk away and i'll you know i'll make shit up as we go sure so the floor is yours my friend
2: awesome one second oh i was getting some
1: water in um yeah man so uh i mean whenever you want to start just tell i mean do you do, yeah. like, do, you do like an intro or No, I yeah, we do it all in post-production, so everything we're doing now is all being recorded and we'll be, you know, just be, be, you know, it's a very non, you know, there's no agenda here. So everything we talk about it, just like, you know, like you and I would be sitting in front of each other, you know, sipping on some bourbon and shooting the shit, you know, that's pretty much what this is.
2: No, totally, man. I mean, I do I do these couple times a week. I'm just uh, I was just curious if you had like, hey, this is you know what's his name, and this is yeah. You know, I just did not know if he said something no. to kick it off with. No, no,
1: nope. I don't. I, it's not very formal here. We're just very kind of <laughs> kicking it back, low key kind of people. Sure, man. So uh, what what do you want to know? Whatever you want to tell me. How did you know? How did you get into the music world? When did that all start for you? Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm 32 now. Uh, I started
2: music. I guess, I mean, I was a kid like in band and stuff. I played trombone. I hated it. Um, did that like in middle school and then high school camp. and started doing sports, but then uh, I remember. Well, when I was in eighth grade, I remember I saw uh, we were like a high school field trip in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. That place sucks, <laughs> but there's that. What's that TV show uh, Eastbound and Down? They always make fun of Myrtle Beach in that show. Um, uh, with uh, Walton, not Walton Goggins, uh, Damian Bride, it's hilarious. Yeah. But, um, but uh, I was there on a school field trip, and I remember uh, there was MTV popped on, and i still really played music, and it was Blink 182, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's cool!" And so that was kind of that was kind of it. And then I played in like garage metal punk bands. We were horrible in high school, and, and then I graduated high school, and. Uh, my dad gave me a dvd Aaron Klatt in the crossroad music festival in chicago and i was like holy shit you can play guitar like you know like that not like you know shredding like metal like metallic or whatever and uh that was and he bought me a Fender strat american that i still have it's got it's all messed up i gotta get it fixed but uh that was kind of it man we started blues at house because i was so obsessed with blues at the time because that dvd and I was like you know Jimi Hendrix, the band was called Red House, and we were horrible as well, but uh, we started touring, and I don't know, the rest is kind of history, man. Um, I used to, those guys in that band, the bass player and I played for a long time. That drummer, he just, you know, was eventually over it, but eventually it was this guy, Ivy, and then on the drums, Papa John, which they're gonna be here next week, they're flying in uh, to catch, you know, my band now. Um, We're playing the Troubadour, like one of the most famous rock clubs in the country
1: yeah uh, and
2: so they're flying in for that i'm like hell yeah it's gonna be super cool but me ivy and john used to i mean my god dude we used to go play we lived in charleston south carolina so we grew up and we would drive to atlanta play smith's Hard, another famous rock club super famous uh you know john mayored to you know when he used to work there the door guy to to everyone play smith's um and then we would drive we were like not even 21 and then we drive back in the middle of the night because Ivy had a had a shift at his job. <laughs> and we did that so many times. I used to get, used to get so mad at him. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah, I got I got I got work at eight. I'm like, It's six hours, dude. Oh, I used to get so <laughs> pissed. Uh, <laughs> um, but you know, that was kinda of it I mean we just started touring and then uh, what I learned early on, and it was actually John, bass player, you know, we were just little we we're just dudes, man, young kids. He's like, hey, we should call the band like just Tyler Boone because everybody knows it's just you. I was like, well, that kind of seems lame. And then he's like, no, I, I don't think it would be. And I was like, well, and I thought about it. I was like, well, I was in bands forever before that. And What sucked about bands, he's like, you know, this is like MySpace days was like, you know, you, you, you guys get so close with each other and then you finally mash and, you know, you guys get like a rehearsal time going and then you maybe get the money for a record. And then the band breaks up, and it's like, what was that for, you know? And so I was kind of like, well, wait, if I just call it my thing, I can always hire a band, but I always, you know, I can always keep progressing my music career and not starting over again and again and again. So that's kind of how I started. And then we, I mean, I was younger, and I was getting a ton of, like, badass opening slots in Charleston and other spots. Like, you know, we're open up for, like, Sheryl Crow to – Avid Brothers, an old Comedown show, uh, a lot of American Idol people. I used to tour a lot with David Cook, the Revivalist, Marcus King. Uh, had a date with Buddy Guy, and they took it away. That I almost cried. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. but but when I'm getting at it, I was just young doing it, and, and then we started making like actual records uh, at the Shine Down Studio, the big rock band Shine Down. Yeah. Uh, so the bass player lives in Charleston. Nice to run a studio for like eight years helped book this is like kickstarter days where all the bands did kickstarters yeah. and so we, we were getting all the college bands including myself to do a kickstarter make a record um, yeah man I started getting stuff on the radio started high. i mean dude i i have ever since i was like 18 uh always spending all my money on recording and promoting and like i just had a song drop a month ago with one of the guys from leonard Skinner on it peter keys he's actually a yeah. client too. with art with my label service company R's formula, but he played keys on it and we went to the radio and landed number two on blues, rock under the black keys. It was, this was dope because their single was called uh, Wild Child and mine was called Wicked Girl. So it kind of sounded similar and they stuck it uh, my label because we were able to pitch it. Um, we like landed right below and it was really cool. So, but yeah, man, I mean, I just been doing it forever. And uh, I told myself a long time ago, it's like, the, you know, the one day you could finally, like, you know, stop worrying so much is a day that, um, you, you know, that this is what you do for the rest of your life, you know, not like, oh, should I get a job? Should I get a job? And so, you know, I always tell myself, too, that's when I can start getting tattoos. Still don't have any, but I'd like to get a whole bunch of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. I don't, I don't have any tats either. And I've always said that, like, I want one really bad. And, you know, my wife has a couple, and she's like, once you get one, you just you start getting them, them constantly. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I kinda want the whole sleeve thing on my on the right arm for playing guitar. But yeah uh, I know I one day I will. So I mean but we're I just have so many projects going on right now, you know, tattoos aren't cheap. So Right. <laughs> well like,
1: you know, that's that's I guess the perfect segue of, you know, a lot of what I wanted to talk to you about because you do. You have so much shit going on other than your music. And you know, and forgive me if I'm overstepping, but, you know, it seems like over the last, you know, going through your socials and all that, you know, over the last year or so, you know, the music isn't the full focus anymore. Is that accurate to say or? No, you're the second person to
2: say that today, though. That's funny. And and the, this is the same as that response is like, no, it's just because you're looking at social media, you know. OK. Yeah. yeah. And that's what everyone thinks. Whatever you're posting most about on social media, not just, you know, me. Everyone thinks, oh, that's the so You know what right. I mean? It's like, no, no. It's just that's the life of social media, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, we got a, we got a show here. It's almost sold out at the Troubadour. Like, that's music's full front, you know what I mean? So, yeah, I got a, I yeah. got a show in September. Uh, we're playing the same day as Jack White, you know, uh, for Burn Beyond in Louisville, Kentucky. I got a show announcing tomorrow that I'm the headliner for for a festival I'm presenting in Charleston with my beer, though, that I'm releasing with my bourbon. You know what I mean? So it's like no, they just all intertwine. You know? Yeah. But, but what I but what I but obviously you're probably talking about artist formula. I mean that's a full time company. Uh, yeah. So i just getting posts every day. But the the or it's bourbon. Uh, we're we're like fundraising at the moment, and it's crowdsourcing. So that I'm just posting every day because we're just trying to get as many people to get eyes on it because yeah. everyone wants to invest in stuff now, but the stock market is like so crazy. So. People are looking elsewhere. And so it's like, you know, and it's cool, but it's called Start Engine. And what's cool is, you know, it's like you have what Coinbase or Robinhood or all those apps, you know, you can just start investing on your phone, or you can just invest on starters on your phone. So it's pretty cool. I, I could text you the link and you can just like, oh, I'll put a hundred bucks in, boom, you know. So, um, but, I, but I, get, I get I get your question though. You know, it, it, all the time people are like, why aren't you like, no, it's like, no, you're just looking at my Instagram, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure.
1: So how did you start this whole bourbon thing? Like what made you say, you know what, I, w- I want to do that. How did that come, come to be?
2: Uh, so I had a deal with a very big, this is how it kind of came about, not because of them, but just because of what was happening, the timeline. I was 25, 715, I just moved to Nashville. And I, I was being kind of courted around by one of the biggest country music managers in the world. Um, uh, I'm not gonna say his name, but uh they manage because he's kind of, I don't like him he, he knows why like I even called him out I mean the music industry's crazy you know it's a dumpster yeah. fire and um uh but it's bro country music and I don't even do that I don't know why maybe because they just thought I had a face for it I mean like I'm 32 now if I shave my face I look really young still so and I definitely when I was 25 definitely had a baby face so um it was Kenny Chesney's people and so uh, they wanted, to, you know, just like and back then was it Florida Georgia Line? That was the biggest thing in the world back then, yeah. and so that, that total pop, like, I want to roll my window down, that that kind of crap, and I don't like it. Like that's I like I like Americana, I yes. don't or like outlaw country. I don't like pop country. And now if you can yeah. listen to pop country, because Chris Stapleton and Jason Isbell and Sturgill Simpson kind of flipped it, now everyone's trying to oh, the the instrumentation. You can hear the guitar now. You know what I mean? You can yeah. hear the acoustic. It's not so overproduced. Everybody now wants yeah. to sound more. Uh, authentic or now everyone especially in the bro country world i, I always call it bro country pop country uh now, they, now they're all starting to sound like machine gun kelly funny enough you know yeah they're, uh, they're all they're they're all, they're always i mean i like machine gun kelly i'm just saying the, the pop country world is always going with hot it, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pop you know what i mean so which means popular music and okay. it's a business so but anyway i had to deal with them and uh i didn't know why but it was happening and so um because of that uh, it was actually a friend's dad. He was like, hey, man, you should uh, you should start a spirit with your name on it. Uh, with this, all this buzz you have going on in Nashville. And, you know, it wasn't no buzz because about me. The buzz was because of that deal, you know? And so yeah. i mean, meeting with all these people. Because everyone's like, oh, you got that guy behind you? You're going to be huge, you know? Like, I was meeting with, like, CAA, William Morris, APA. Like, I would just email an agent, and he'd be like, let's get breakfast tomorrow. Like, it was that easy, you know? Not just because I mentioned who I was going to possibly be working with. And yeah. funny was when I turned it down, I had, and this guy, Blake, he's awesome. Blake, McDonough, he, he, dude, he booked some of the biggest artists in the world and we, and he's still a good friend, but he was just like, Hey, you know, not going to happen. <laughs> and we went and got dinner. I was like, yeah, we're not working together anymore. He's like, oh, all right. I was like, Oh, damn. <laughs> like, wow. they all these guys are, you know, it was interesting. I, I was 25. I learned so much, but, oh, sure. but, but the guys that like, you start to speak your name on it, uh, I'll pay for it. And so I was broke as shit living on Music Row. I used to call, used to call it Harry Potter's Closet. And <laughs> killer spot though, man. Like I could walk to anything. I loved my location. The apartment just blew. And, uh, um, you know, I was working at a liquor store too, like a nice one. And they actually sell the Boone's Bourbon now, which is cool. You actually, it's called uh, Cork Dorks. It's on Church Street in Nashville. You go in there, like there's a barrel on the wall that says Boone's Bourbon. Like they're, they're super supportive and so that's when i was awesome. working there i was like well if i'm gonna figure it out and that's the guy's like you figure it out and do it every day i'll just do research and it was like you know i didn't find out what the ttb was and what a cola is that you have to submit to the government uh you have to get a federal license and every state you have to get a, your own state license and so then it's like well how do i do this with no money he says he's gonna invest and it's like well we don't have a distillery well you can source it and, and then you can get a distillery to White label it for you, and they make your own product. And you know, they're not gonna make they're gonna make sure it doesn't taste like theirs. You know, yeah. And so I was like, okay. And so figured it all out. The, and I was since I was working at a liquor store too. I was like, you know, what is bourbon compared to whiskey? And I, I learned all about that stuff. And definitely like 2015. I mean, bourbon's always been hot, but like there was kind of like a resurgence of bourbon, and now it's like huge. It's like seven years later. It's now everyone's like bourbon, 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 bourbon. Yeah, and it's a very competitive space too, but. If you didn't know this, most of the big guys own all the brands. Kind of like, good example, like in the 90s, they called Budweiser the king of beers. They said yeah. like 18 out of 20 people in a bar would have a bud in their hand back then. Now it's like four. It's like no one has a bud in their hand. Now it's all these craft beers. Well, yeah. The big guys like Budweiser and anheuser Bush came in and started buying them out, right? Because they wanted that market again. And so that's happening to bourbon at the moment. Like Knob Creek and Jim Beam, you know? But people don't know yeah. that. So... Yeah. uh but anyway, but um, uh, I figured it out. I was like, well, last name Boone. It should be a bourbon. Boone's bourbon. Bourbon's hotter. Whiskey's not as great. And also bourbon just tastes better. And so um, eventually I didn't have the money And I moved back to Charleston. And I had like a certain eye surgery I had to get. And so I had to go back home. And I felt kind of defeated. I was like, man, like, should I go back to Nashville? But I was like, recovering from this eye surgery it was, it was very intense. I was like down for a couple weeks. And so I just did research on my laptop and I found this distillery called the Stripe Pig Distillery. This is all just by chance. Like this, just things just kept happening. And I hit them up. I was like, I'm trying to do this. And they, I went down and like, Hey, you know, this is how it can work. And we're not doing so hot with us. Like we make great products, but our marketing isn't that great. So we want people like you to come in and do business with us because it's going to help us. So we'll just give you our, our state license. And I was like, what? Like that's the last ingredient I need is a state license. I'll never be able to launch this thing. And so I decided to stay a year later, got the money. Uh, We kicked that other guy off the LLC. And I went to my dad, I was like, dad, like you're retired. You're not really doing anything. You're just on the couch every day playing golf. Like let's make a father son thing. And so I gave my dad half the company. Uh, He matched my money. And then we launched it in Charleston, 2018. We didn't have a lot of money. So it was only like, for us it was a lot of money but compared to the other companies, no. Uh, and we all had like 223 cases locally. We sold them locally, and we just kept flipping it. You know, we, the money came in, went back into it, and now we're in 26 states in four years. So, wow! Um, and we just won We just won another award today, so we won our eighth award. Uh, we won gold with Fred Menick. He's like the bourbon guy. Uh, it's called the Ascot Awards, but we just won double gold, San Francisco, like a month ago. That's the biggest one in the world. We won double gold. We beat Blanton's And all these are blind tests, by the way. So a blind test. Is great because if someone sees the bottle they're like oh i love that before even tasting it you know they, yeah. it's like a famous bottle yeah uh it's, and if they see a brand they don't like most people go oh, it's probably be shit <laughs> and it's blind it just it just shows that wow it's great you know so we won uh, we won platinum la double gold san fran double gold new york twice uh gold las vegas silver denver just won the gold ascot awards and then we won like a silver uh bartenders award mm-hmm. of, that's not that big of a deal, but there's a lot of them. But the biggest one is San Francisco, and the second one is New York. Denver's pretty big, too, but if you win double gold in San Francisco, everybody sees it. And so this buyer in Canada and Alberta, which is the easiest province to get your liquor into Canada because Canada is so strict about things. Like, dude, I, like a, I, don't, I don't smoke or do tobacco, but just an example, like a, like a can of tobacco is like $40, just one in Canada. And it's like wow. a couple bucks. And it's a couple bucks here. So our bottle is usually forty bucks on the West Coast, about thirty on the East. It's going to be like eighty-five dollars in Canada. (laughs) But the buyer, the buyer hit us up the morning we won it. We didn't know we even won, and he was like, "Hey, I saw you guys won Double Gold of San Fran because everybody knows it's the biggest one." And he goes, "We'll pick you up. Here's a, we'll send you a PO." We're like, "Holy shit!" So it was cool, man. So it kind of just evolved into something. But you know, blues. I do like more blues rock. I do do some Americana, um, songwriter stuff, but. You know, no matter what, I even, I even own parts of some, like, very country music festivals, and I'll play some songs there, too, and um, the Charleston Songers Festival, for example, or the, I go, I, I'll, I don't own it, but I'll go sponsor it, and somebody, Arliss, he owns the St. Augustine one, very, very much like Key West, BMI, uh, country songwriter fest, and uh, what I'm getting at is having the bourbon with me is always, like, a really good uh, branding. You know, it's, I was like, hey, this is going to help my music career. It's going to be a lot of fu- freaking work, but you know people just associate drinking with music a lot you know yeah so oh absolutely I thought I, I thought it was like a, a good pairing and everybody every day is like oh you want to sponsor us and my dude we don't have it. I mean we, revenue wise we've done incredible but you know I lose in this company every year because we were just trying to grow it you know but people yeah. see a liquor that they, they go, oh hey you want to sponsor us and I'm like nah because <laughs> I, I sponsor things out of my own pocket you know like we're sponsoring a uh the Metallica Festival and the Bird Beyond and, and Louisville the weekends back to back. I I pay for that. You know, the, the company has no money. So because it just goes to the bank and then we have to flip it again because when you launch to a new market, you gotta spend thousand dollars on social media and because if it doesn't move they kick you out. It's it's just very competitive. So but it's cool. We're we're fundraising money now. We never wow. thought we'd do that. We've raised we've raised eighty five thousand bucks in like five weeks. It's kinda slowed down so it's kinda concerning a little bit but we knew you know that's how you get a big pop and then you got to figure out how to get the word out so you know every day it's just like hey everybody check this out and hopefully we can get more people to invest man it's cool we're raising one million bucks and if you uh buy shares in the company you own you you own a piece of Bim's bourbon it's it's actually equity it's not like kickstarter where you get like a t-shirt you know Yeah, (laughs) yeah so you actually buy equity in the company and then you can sell it or you can hold on to it I'm like telling everybody just hold on to it because one day if we can keep fundraising money and blowing this thing up, uh, you know, if we,
1: want, we want to sell the company one day. And then if you, if you own equity in it, that's going to be your biggest return. So, yeah. Wow. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, you and I have had many conversations about, um, you know, trying to get a bottle to me and how, how to figure that out. And, you know, when we talked a few months ago, the closest liquor store to me that had it was still almost an hour away. And um, I actually walked into one of my local liquor stores the other day, and there it was. Oh wow, that's sick! Uh, what's what city and state was it? Uh, so it was in Bellingham, Massachusetts.
2: Yeah, we're 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 in some. We, our distributor's not very big in Massachusetts, but they're a cool family-owned business, and uh, you know they're they're doing some stuff. So it's really exciting to hear that you, you found it.
1: Yeah, you know, I I kind of like took me took me back because I was it was this was Saturday. I was heading to. So I was trying to, you know, get something quick on the way and uh, there it was. And I was like, shit, didn't expect it like in a million years. And I was like, wow, here I am seeing this. And then I'm hey, it was. That is really cool, man. Did you buy it? If you didn't, it's fine. I'm just curious if you tried it. I haven't yet. And only because at the time I was just in such a hurry. But now that I know that it's so close, I'm like, I'm like sick. I can finally get this and. And do a review and all that. So,
2: and and if they run out, that what's cool about it is that store knows our distributor, so they can just yeah. reorder
1: it. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. You know, it but like, it kind of like, took me aback by the price point. Not that it's a lot. You know, it's not like kill me, kill me expensive. But you know, I was I was surprised for a you know. I don't want to say a lesser known in, in a disrespectful way, but like, a, you know, up here, a, not a very well-known bourbon for the price that it's at. Uh, it's very impressive. Well, you know, that's, that's where we're kind of,
2: we're like everyone that's like asking to invest. We're like, like, well, like, 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 hear this out. Like, you're not investing in a brand that just started out. We're in 26 states, right? We right. have distribution. That's your biggest thing when you start a brand. If you can't get a distributor, you're, you're, you're fucked, you know? Right. You have to, you have to get what's a three-tier system in the United States. And so it, go, it goes supplier, distributor, store, or bar, right? And so, uh, and most high proofs, you call it cash strength, where cash strength is, a, is um, you don't add water to it and, it. and obviously, it has more alcohol in it, so you cut it uh, for economic purposes, so you can sell more of it, right? And so we don't do that. But most high proofs and cash strengths, they use that also as a marketing ploy, because bourbon drinkers like, I always say bourbon drinkers that are really like bourbon fans, love to taste their alcohol right they don't want something that's weak right. but but when you say high proof cash strength on top of that uh, it's a way to market your your price point higher right and yeah. so most high most high proofs started like 60 seventy dollars and so we're like you know we're probably like, was probably like 38 bucks or something in your store is what I'm thinking if it's on the East Coast after tax or something and so before
1: it, it was
2: 50 uh, well see that's based on the store you know what yeah I mean, the store it was probably like, what, like a mom and pop shop, like a local liquor store. Yeah. Yeah, so if, like, if it was total wine, it'd be a little cheaper. Yeah. And, any lo- and any local store wants to stab me every time I say total wine. <laughs> yeah. But, but if you go online is what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and mom lo- and pop shops are the backbone of our business too. We love them, but uh, we support them more actually. But what I'm getting at is uh, the store dictates that. So the, yeah. the store owner was probably like, oh, look, it's a high proof. I can put a, little, a couple extra bucks on that, so. And in, it's, it's like, it's hard to find the boons because it usually sells out quick. Because where our social media is like popping off so much, all the time people are like, you guys are sold out again. Like in, in California, there's a chain called BevMo. Yeah. And there's like 180 of them. And so we sell out really fast. They put us in the glass case too, so it looks a little more special. Um, and I, every time I walk in, they go, like, yeah, we can't we can't get any more of it. I'm like, damn it. So that's a, that's a, that's a good thing, but also like a not, not so good thing, you know, but it kind of makes it special,
1: so. That's awesome. That's so great. Yeah,
2: well, that's cool. Now, you found it. Yeah, yeah. Really cool. I
1: was super psyched because I was like, I can't, you know, my wife would kill me if I fucking drove an hour to, to get a bottle of bourbon to drive home. <laughs> she would absolutely hey, man. kill me.
2: There are, there are so many memes and like bourbon groups on Facebook where it's literally like husbands like,
1: you know, don't tell my wife, but I just bought another bottle. Today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Such- so how how did you start this whole artist formula thing?
2: Yeah, well, I see a lot of artists you interview, a lot of actually our clients. So oh really? Um, oh yeah, tons of them. And so uh, uh, this that came about twenty seventeen. My buddy Sean met him in Nashville about the same time I was starting Boons. And uh, artist formula uh, came out because the idea of playlisting was coming out in twenty seventeen. And like it really was, and like you and everyone's like, "What is this whole Spotify playlisting deal?" And back then you could email the curators um, and now I'm also like including like emailing like the official curators right back yeah. then you could do that, and so now it's all through a form or through your label. and so you know if someone also by the way, whoever's you know is an artist that's listening to this podcast, if someone offers you playlisting service where they go, "I'm going to pitch you to uh you know." the curators that is such a 2017 method man and it's a scam because no one you know no one just does that people people take money for it right you don't right. just they don't just add it right back then people just added it It was wild because they were just trying to build up their playlist so they could make it valuable right and so i got screwed over by a guy uh but that I thought was my friend and i've gotten god a couple times in my career you know what i mean everyone has and he didn't do anything and then i came at him he was like you know screw you uh, and I was like, man, you're, you're a thief. Like, it was obvious you didn't do anything, you know. But that's the whole way of traditional PR. And that's the way that RS4M kind of combats it. And It's why we're so freaking popular. Because uh, traditional PR companies are like, hey, man, give us, you know, 1500 bucks for three months retainer. You have to do all three months. So what, that's $4,500. And all they do is get you a couple blogs. And, and they don't know. They don't tell you what blog they're going to get you. It's all gamble. And if it's not that great of a campaign, they always back on their back foot and go, well, you know, it was your record, man. Maybe, you know, your next record will do better, you know. So
1: yeah.
2: uh, that was the idea of this whole placing thing, too. It's like, oh, we tried. And so I was like, man, there's got to be a way that we could do this because I'm already kind of doing it on my own. And I, did, I landed a whole bunch of festival stuff. Uh, cause I have some old friends at Spotify. Um, there's a song Paper Wings of mine. It's more Americana. So the first 10 of mine hit a million, which is really cool, a couple years ago. But what I'm getting at is uh, we're like me and my buddy Sean, he's management. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was touring with an artist he managed named Will Hogue. You know that guy? Oh, yeah, uh, I know Will. Yep. And so that's how my buddy Sean met. And so uh, I was, like, such a huge fan of Will back then. Still am, but, like, I was, like, all about him. And so uh, what I'm getting at is we were like, dude, I think we could do this. So we started the company together. Uh, we wanted the the name to be kind of obvious for what it is, you know. And so I mean, what a great, easy name. And so in the, the logo, school, it's like a beaker with, like, some green slime spilling out of it you know and so we launched it and we offered like really cheap prices right for these incredible basically major label services and we just kept growing the company and kept adding more services and then i learned from a company in the netherlands um how to make playlists with ads so i teach artists too all the time and labels and i was was like hey how did these guys how are these guys how are these active because you could just make a playlist so you don't get any followers, right? And yeah. so they taught me. and partnered up. And then uh, I've been doing that since 2019. And, and I mean, dude, I had so many insane playlists last year. And they got stolen. And I know who did it. There was a company out of Nashville. And this other guy. And this other girl. This other girl. They all teamed up. And they hacked my stuff and stole my. I used to own, like, the biggest indie rock list. It was wild, man. It was, like, $75,000 worth of playlists just gone in a day. And that's how competitive this world is, right? And so, but wow. we're so good at it. I've launched tons of lists since then, but it'd be really cool if I still had the Indie Rock list because that thing would be like probably 200,000 followers at this point. But I um, mean, it was just so valuable. But we have other players that are just incredible. Like, you know, country is like the hardest uh, genre as a third party playlist and to grow on Spotify. And I've spent quite a bit on this one. It's just a much slower rate. But uh, this one's at like, you know, almost 6,000 followers. It's not huge, but. But there's not a lot of there's not a lot of active there's you know people you can go buy followers for a Spotify playlist right, so you can yeah. make it look dope. But you know, is it active? No. So I know all the people that hey, we should do trades as we call it all the time. Like you put your artist on mine, I'll do yours on on this. And I'll just go look at it on Chart Magic and be like, dude, your playlist is dead. It's a fake list, you know. So Chart Magic is like a website where you can look those kind of stats. And so, um, but you know, my I have like my soft pop hits list is like almost forty thousand. We spent like oh my god, like probably like fifteen thousand dollars or more on that one and so that one gets hired by capital records all the time because it's real right and it's it sounds official so it also shows up in spotify when you start searching soft pop hits so you know there's just a way to do it and my, what artist former really is man is just like all the things that all the labels do or want for the artist because it's all about numbers it's all about real listeners and this also is like you know we we verify we have a store viewing program where it goes out and watches stores all day to grow verified accounts. We know how to do YouTube, we know how to do TikTok. We do distribute, it's not a big part of it's become very selective. But those things is what everyone does, you know what I mean? And if you know how to do that, and if you also know how to grow your own social media on your own, that's what all this stuff is, right? Um, yeah. no, one can ever take, no one can ever take that away from you, you know? And so that makes you so much more valuable where maybe one day a big label comes, to you, you know, you an incredible deal, right? I got offered a deal when I
1: moved to Nashville. All right, guys, we can't forget about Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, right? They've been with us since the beginning. They have all kinds of great stuff. You can go to their website, drsupplyco.com. Again, drsupplyco.com. They're a Canadian-based company. They have great stuff. The hat I wear all the time is Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company. Go on there, check out their stuff. They have a great shop. They have everything there. Um, you know, if you're in the States do allow a little bit of time to, to come in because it's going across, you know, international lines, you know, they have some great stuff. Mike's a great guy. There's so much you don't even want to, you don't even want to miss this opportunity. So go check them out. Dirt road scholar supply company. They are on our Instagram all the time. The hat I wear all the time is from them. Go check them out. Go check out Mike and company drsupplyco.com.
2: 2019, I, and I had to play like all my music for $1,000. $1. No, we need a full record. I gave them two songs. And, and I you know, made over a million streams We made for like 5K. And, I $1, back $1, $1, and then I, I let them be my publishing. And I just started my own publishing company today, actually, because, because it's reason. Uh, because I looked at my statement that came on Friday. And it shows that they've still been collecting my money for a year on my pub. And I hit them up. I was like, what the hell? And the, you know, the, the guy's like, I'm going to pay you. I'm like, are you, though? So I had to get BMI involved, my lawyer again. Like, it's just... And the music industry is a dumpster fire. And so when all the time, like when I get on the phone with anybody, I'm sure you have too, you've heard this, they go, Man, if I just had a manager, I'd be huge. And that turns me off so fast. I'm like, dude, you should be able to do this stuff all on your own. And then if a yeah. manager comes your way, you should be like, well what can you actually offer me? Because all the time managers are like, we should work together and all they're doing is just trying to figure out how to do this stuff. Right. So it's like, right. you know, managers is someone that just is just someone that literally has connections that you don't. If they don't, then you don't need to work with them, you know? So, and so anyway, I mean, dude, I used to manage bands. Uh, do you remember Driving and Crying? No. I remember Straight to Hell? Darius Rucker cut it. it had Jason Aldean on it. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, So that's a Driving and Crying song from, like, 89. Mm-hmm. And so I was managing them with Darius Rucker cut that. He's from Charleston, too. The bass player is from Charleston. The other guys live in Nashville and Atlanta. Um, the new guitar player is now from Sterling Simpson's band, but um yeah i mean i was i was managing bands too and that's how basically driving crime when they came in i was 27 they were like hey you're really good at the internet uh and you know we still i love the term they always said like we sell american dollars at shows and they do they sell tickets like big time all in the southeast and they're like but our internet sucks like you know so i started managing i was doing lots of things like you know when Derek Trucker cut that song i booked the lead singer kevin kenny had a whole bunch of you know stadium tours to go sing with them. that was a really cool thing. but uh, mainly it was fixing their Spotify. They had like 3,000 monthly listeners. Now they have over a hundred thousand. We just we just had to button it up you know and then their Instagram they still have paid to be verified. they should but um, but we do have like other programs that grow on verified accounts. So we did that and what was really interesting is they had their first new album in like over 10 years. It was 2018 when it was released. It's called Live Love the Beautiful and has started with Simpsons guitar player on it. Uh, they did it in Nashville with this incredible studio. It was dope. And uh, Aaron Lee Tashman, who's like a really big Americana artist, he's on New West Records. He used to be in the band. He produced it. So they just had names all over this thing. And we kept doing re-releases with Warner for, you know, the album that had Straight straight to Hell on it, like '89 all the time, you know? And so I was like, well, let's just get Warner. We'll get these other labels to pick you up. And everybody said no because, like, well, their Instagram sucks. And I was like, huh, that's what you guys care about. This is like 2017. I was like, okay, we need to figure this out, and that's where how kind of artist formula came about because it was all these things of like, well, you know, when you go look at any big Instagram, it's verified. How did it get that big? You know what I mean? There's a way, and it's because people use programs. They don't use ads. Um, obviously, Reels is a big thing now. You know, like you can get monetized and make money from it. Um, but really, it's a program. Like I have a reel now on Boone's Bourbon, where it's it's Johnny Depp going, you know. I woke up and I had a glass of whiskey or something, whatever yeah. that quote is in the, in the court case. And that real, it hit like 6 million views in like a week. You know, that was a, that was like gold, right? So that, and obviously the account would have like a thousand followers, but if you, but, I'm, but what I'm getting yeah. at, it, that's just like an extra thing. But if you can find, if you can find a program that, you know, it's not a bot phone, but it's, it's, it's a program behind you. And it interacts with programs or, I mean, other profiles that you want to be related to. That's how you do it because you want to bring impression to your profile. When you run an ad, it kind of makes sense, right? When you run an ad, everyone just looks at the post, not your profile, you know? So that's why running an ad could be a huge waste of cash. So but anyway, man, I mean, our form does a lot of things. and just kind of kept packing up and now we know what we're good at. And, you know, people all the time, me like, oh, I need a manager. I'm like, no, yeah. I don't manage, but this, these are the things you need. And it's like in it combat PR, where if you pay for the service, we just keep going until it's done, you know. And we also do press, too. But um, that's how it is, man. It's just like a menu of stuff we do, and it's what everybody wants and needs. And it's not – you're not you're not really spending that much money. So uh, so we, we've we worked with, like, over, like, 6,000 artists at this point. <laughs> I'm, like, so busy. I'm about to – I just hired my bass player today, actually. He's, like, now helping me out with yeah. some things. I just can't deal with it anymore. So – yeah, man. So it's very, very successful company. It's all awesome. funds the boons for marketing. But it's not sustainable. I can't work fifteen hour days anymore. <laughs> you know, I look tired all the time. But it's a great company. I'm I'm very grateful for it. My buddy Sean, who I started with, eventually, yeah, said, Hey but, man, no, you did all no, this. Like you yeah, just keep it hundred percent. So and we hang out all the time. I'm probably gonna see him tonight. Like we're all we're all cool, you know. He's just like, Hey, you did that, so you you keep it. So it's uh it was random and now it's yeah. pretty cool, dude. So
1: you know, you know, it's funny, because it's like, for somebody like me, like, seeing you accomplish all this stuff, like, gives me some sort of hope, because, like, what you've done is what I've, in the last few months, have, you know, really dreamed for what this is, what I want this to become. You know, I want this to become a thing. You know, I don't, have, uh, you know, a weekly, I want it to be, you know to for for whatever you know yeah
2: absolutely well you know what you should do uh, you should you know you know
1: that it can be is you know gives me a lot of hope yeah man well you know what you should do
2: with uh with your Instagram instead of like and just and, and, uh, can you hear me there you go I was walking by a building I think I had- i I think it's just weird um yeah man well that's awesome and what i think what you should do is and it makes sense because it works for all my other stuff Is you need to post like you know post a reel this is what i do download the repost app and then go find you know hilarious music reels or interviews and post those every day and then post your the regular content you always do post you know yeah. post those because those things just get 10 times more engagement and so make your instagram more about like good content that everybody enjoys it's like artist yeah. formula I, I haven't posted i posted like a, a regular content today about an article we landed but you know i'm going to before then and then i'm going to post a reel that's like has nothing to do with ours formula but it's music related and it'll get thousands of views and i get tons of followers that's what you should do because it makes it more engaging and then people will know that your instagram's got fun stuff on it and then it knows it's a podcast, you know. I mean, go look at, go look at Snoop Dogg. He posts his dumb stuff every day, but everyone loves it, you know. And yeah. then he'll post, then he'll post a Snoop Dogg thing, but then he'll post a dumb reel, you know. So, every that, that's that's what everyone does now. It's very much like TikTok, you know. Real, yeah. is, real is, TikTok. So.
1: yeah, it really is. That's cool. That that's a gr- that's great advice. I
2: appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, dude, you'll you'll see me post some real. I mean, the the Johnny Depp thing. It's got it's going to have 7 million views and it's, it's not Boone's bourbon content. You know what I mean?
1: But it's right. whiskey related.
2: It's whiskey related. So.
1: Wow. Well, you know, it's, it's one of those things where like, you know, for you and for, for myself, like we've been talking about you being on this show for so long, but you know, I can't, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. We finally been, I think it's been a great conversation and for sure. learning about you and everything you've done and,
0: It's just absolutely great to see.
1: Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can you, can so you can me? hear me? You know, I know you're busy, so I won't take up too much more of your time. Like I said, I appreciate everything. Um, now, I typically have, you know, question two questions, and that's yeah. it. And it's your whiskey of okay. choice, which I'm sure I know the answer to. And if you wear boots, what are they?
2: Okay, well, obviously Boone's bourbon, but next one to it. Uh, well, here's Boone's bourbon, uh, mash bill, if, if people are a whiskey fans. Uh, 117 proof, 58.5 ABV, uh, 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley, so sweet, spicy, like vanilla roundabout at the end of it. Um, but uh, I do really enjoy like if i go to a bar, like tonight my buddy every freaking day dude there's always someone visiting la <laughs> yeah and i'm like dude i gotta work you know it's like i got a friend land tonight at nine he's here for like literally 24 hours and so we're gonna go to a bar um and if i go to a bar like a like a dive bar you just order bullet because it's pretty or bullet rye because i like i like like boone's bourbon is a bourbon but it's got some rye in it because i like rye yeah um so that's a pretty standard one but you know, if I see, like, uh, Will It's pretty good. I like Will It. Um, obviously, Buffalo Trace is solid. Um, oh my gosh. What's the other one I've been drinking a lot lately? Uh, oh, man. Um, it's funny, dude. I, I barely have any alcohol in my house. I try not to ever drink at home. Um, <laughs> I, have, I have no boons at the moment. I have to go buy some uh, tomorrow for, for the Troubadour show because i got to drop it off in the venue. But um, Wait a minute. You have
1: to buy your own bourbon?
2: yeah i mean it's in charleston that's everyone says i mean but think about it like why would i just have tons on me you know what i mean if i lived in charleston yeah yeah i can go buy the distillery but uh no and so i have to <laughs> all the time and so like i'll go to like bemo never really has it because they're always sold out but total wine which I, i'm pretty sure you know what total wine is total wine just came out here so um total wine's great they always have it stocked um but yeah i have to go buy it but you know gosh man what's the I'm trying to think okay. of the brand if i see it i always get it uh i mean dude I mean, there's just so many good good ones you know if i see eagle rare i'll get that but my what my constant go-to where it's always solid uh and it's not that bad of a price is bullet so i like bullet and then boots uh i don't have a lot of boots uh and i do have cowboy boots um but i wear vans all the time vans are my boots <laughs> so i i i have like like typical like half boots i yeah. wear all the time i've had forever yeah, I like, but but yeah i love vans i have like so many pairs of vans that's like my thing
1: nice right like, it, it's funny you're the second person to say that <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i love vans I,
2: i'm a big collector if i travel uh, and I see a van story I always pop in because we always have different designs
1: well, well, so be I know you're busy you know, I said, thank bed. you so much for taking and um, you know I wish you the best
2: thanks man I really appreciate it. you. Know, hopefully uh, this was a good interview for you
1: now this is probably my favorite Announcement: I'll probably ever make. Now, we have teamed up with BeatsBeersBonfires.com. Again, BeatsBeerBonfires.com. I keep putting an S on the beers. I don't know. Maybe it's because I want several. But they're a blog. They talk about country music. They talk about all kinds of stuff. Um, we're going to start adding on to their website in a partnership with them, Beats Beer Bonfires boots and whiskey podcast is coming to beats beer and bonfires as well in our own blog every thursday you're going to get a new take from me um my opinion about something in the country music world or the like we're going to put some opinion on this show coming up here soon i hope you enjoy it i'll try not to offend anybody there might be some hot takes in there some you know some language and whatnot so you know viewer (laughs) viewer beware but beats, beer, bonfires. We're gonna start actually this Thursday. Thursday thoughts with the Boots and Whiskey podcast. Go check them out. We'll post it on our socials. They'll post it on theirs. We'll see you Thursday. Cheers.
2: I mean, I hope it was a good interview, man. I hope you enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, yeah it was great. great. It was great. Thank, Thank you again so much for your time, and then, um, hopefully, we'll see you, you know, in in person sooner rather than later.
2: Yeah, man. Uh, Massachusetts. Last time I played Boston, I was like twenty two. It was cold as shit, so I don't know, I don't know the next time I'll be near Massachusetts, but
1: um, yeah, man, you know, hopefully we'll be touring a lot next year is what we're awesome. trying to plan on doing. Awesome. Well, anytime you're close, I'll, I'll be sure to, sure to come and see you. Uh, do you ever go to Nashville, by the way? Do you ever go your pop, pop down there? Um, so I've been once, the success of this, I think we're talking about maybe do, going in the fall, if not definitely the spring of next year.
2: I got an artist named Kerrigan Barry that we're about to release her music on Artist Formula, country. Um, You should have her on the show, man. She's great. She's uh, yeah. She she used to run a like a PR company until we met. She has now she has her own releasing her music. Uh, She's cool, man. She's definitely part of the more artists. The kind of artists you have more on your podcast. She fits that 100. So
1: awesome. awesome. Kerrigan Kerrigan Barry. She's really cool yeah i just actually uh followed her on instagram so nice. perfect killer man well dude to uh,
2: you know keep in touch and wish you the best of luck thanks man you too all right buddy bye all right
1: see ya well there you have it folks my conversation with tyler boone it was an absolute pleasure to have tyler on the show um the little parts here and there that kind of come in and out i think it's because tyler was on his way to go somewhere um and you know you know me, I don't edit these to be fancy dance. You know, what you hear is what you get. Um, but Tyler, thank you so much for being on the show. I greatly appreciate it so much. I can't wait to hopefully see you in person one day. Um, see so you perform live. He just played at the Troubadour not too long ago. That's a huge venue. Um, it's not a huge venue in size-wise, but it's a historic venue in, over there in California and Los Angeles. Um, check out Tyler's stuff. He will be song of the day today as most of our artists typically are um you know this was this was a big a big interview for me and for the show so i can't thank tyler enough for taking the time um i know a lot of people in the country music world love him i love him great guy i think we've had some really great conversations and become really you know good friends over the last few months um so i appreciate him for everything that he's done for us um over the next couple of weeks we'll be releasing more and more episodes um I hope you all have a great 4th of July. The next episode that comes up will be after the 4th of July 5th. So happy Independence Day to everybody here in America. Um, You know, as I always say on every 4th of July, you know, we cheers to high treason. And um, we'll talk more about that probably next week. Um, But again, Tyler, thank you to all of my friends, Afterglow Boutique, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Beats Beer Bonfires, Matthew Allen Photography, Whiskey Discs, everybody. I love you all. Thank you all so much for everything. Um, to everybody that comes from the Tyler Boone camp that has listened to this. Thank you again for taking the time. It's greatly appreciated from us here at the boots and whiskey podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, everywhere. Boots and whiskey, again, boots and whiskey, You'll see everything that you need to see right there. And really that's it. Everyone. Thank you all so much. We'll have a new episode next week. Um, I'm not even sure who it's going to be yet. I've got a lot. I don't know who it's going to... I don't know who's going to be next. Um, I do have some big ones to be recorded here still um, for season three. So thank you all so much for everybody that's going to be in this season, continuing forward. And if you this is your first time, listen, stay tuned. Go back, listen to some of the older ones. Don't, don't judge. The older ones aren't, you know, always the greatest, you know, whatever, the greatest interviews and the greatest conversations, but... I thank you all so much. And stay tuned for Thursday Thoughts. This Thursday is going to be all about Luke Combs' new album. So I hope, you, uh, I hope you take a look at that. All right, so until next time, guys, to keep the boots on the ground, whiskey in the glass, cheers, have a great rest of your week. Happy Tuesday. Thank you all so much. Happy Independence Day to everybody here in the U.S. Thank you again so much.